0: Hi, my name is Serena Arora. I am an Ayurvedic health practitioner and certified yoga therapist. And this is a series of talks that brings Ayurvedic practices to promote optimal health and sustainable healing. And I really look forward to sharing them with you. So this is your first week as a teacher, to really evoke the teacher within you. And so as we move along this week, we will really be dissecting uh, all the parts and the pieces of uh, everything that you've been practicing to teach and to understand why you're teaching what you're teaching. It's very interesting. You know, you can be with a yoga te- you can be in a yoga class, and you know the teacher's teaching whatever. And sometimes I don't know if you've done this. Maybe you've gone to up to them and said, "Well, um, why why do we do this?" And you may not necessarily get an answer. The answer might be like, "I have." no idea. It's just what happens what we do. And so the more that you're able to embody your practice and practice you what you talk, like talk your walk, walk your talk. The more you're able to walk your talk, the more effective a teacher you will be. And so the best teachers as I said this morning, the best teachers are the best students. So stay a student, stay a student, keep practicing, keep being on your mat, getting on your mat, trying things out. If you don't know something, play with it. This is how Ayurveda and yoga came to be. It was like, oh, I wonder why it's like that. Let me taste it. Hmm. What's this feeling I get in my body? And it's this, tr- this e- embodied experience that came to be, okay, when I when I do this, this happens. When I taste this, this, this is what I feel. This is, these are the reactions. This is the embodied medicine, ultimately, this is the embodied practice. And that's how yoga and Ayurveda came to be. And then it got written in the Vedic scriptures. And for yoga or Ayurveda, it got written in what we call the Charaka Samhita, Charaka Samhita. And it's a giant series of books this thick, each one. And so, and they're written in sutras, in verses. And so it's like very poetic in the way that, okay, this is the experience that was had. And so then it's, it's marked down. This is the experience that was had. And then that experience is marked down and it's tracked. So as a practitioner, be your, the student and you know, you're dissecting the postures and understanding them in your own body and you're noticing your body is not the person next to you's body. And so what works for you may not work for you for another. Um, someone said the other day, I liked what she said, um, one person's tonic is another's toxic. Well, that's good, right? Just change one letter, all it is, one letter changed. So, that said, you are the teacher this week. And so how to really um, get in your body the practices that we, we, as humans, experience. Because you're in this human experience. Teachers are not superhuman. They are just humans as well. And so we are just going to do this journey together. And that doesn't make you more not, you may have more information, but it doesn't make you different or on a pedestal or separate from your students. It's just, okay, I have this information, I'm going to channel this information, potentially, that I have. And maybe it will help, my, my experience, channeling my experience may help you channel your experience or have it your own experience. And so if you look at page uh, 51, there's a great uh, what we call the Kosha model. And um, oh no, it's not 51. It's 51 for me. What is it for you? It says subtle body. Subtle body. Subtle body. Panchamaya kosha. 63. 63. gracias. So Maya Maya means veil or sheath or um, all pervade like like um, the the curtain that is clouding perhaps something like another it's like a layer and we it is said in the yoga world that we are made up of five layers and that's what punch. Hancha means five. So a five-layer kosha. The koshas are our um, these these layers that we are of our being that we are thought that are thought to be intricately woven together to create us. And I actually had a poster I was going to bring. I'll bring it tomorrow. Um, so you can see, if you can imagine, you know those Russian dolls? Okay, so like one. What are they called? Nesting dolls. Okay. Great. Nesting dolls. So you have one big one, and then you open it up, and then there's another one inside, and you open it up, and there's another, and there's another, and you keep opening, 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 and they get you know, smaller and smaller. So you can imagine yourself as that. And that perhaps this largest outer layer, you can consider it in two ways. You can consider that outer layer this physical body that it is the most outer layer that you own, and that you—it it is the layer between the external world and the, your internal world. You can consider that, this physical body as one layer. We call that anamaya maya kosha. Ana means food, literally. Ana, your name means food. <laughs> In Sanskrit. Okay? So, food layer. This is like our food body. Then we have the second layer underneath which potentially could be our breath body which is called pranamaya kosha prana maya prana is life force so that is our life force layer the next layer underneath that is our thoughts and our emotions because in yoga in ayurveda your mind and your heart are the same. They are considered the same. We don't consider our mind here. We actually consider mind in this space here. This is your mind in your heart. And your heart, they're connect- intricately connected. And so we to think from your heart, to speak from your heart, to express from your heart is mind and heart. And so this is called mano maya kosha, mano, mind. The next layer is the wisdom. So it is like the witness to your emotions. You are not, you know, the saying, I am not my emotions, I am not my emotions, I am not my emotions. Yes, you are. And there is a layer underneath that, which is wisdom, which is like the witness. I'm witnessing myself. This is when I can pull myself out of the emotion and be like, okay, wait a minute. Why is this here for me? That's the, you know, when we're talking, we're, that's what we're working on in human development. It's like, okay, where can I see myself in this? Where is this reflect? Is it really this person that is triggering to me and causing this emotion? Or is it the, the reflection of this person that I'm, that is me, that is trying to teach me something? So that's your wisdom body. We call that vinyana mayakosha. Vinyana maya kosha. And then the last layer, the most, you know, subtle layer, I guess you can consider it, is the bliss body. So this very Ananda Mayakosha, Ananda. Oh, I think someone asked me what Ananda meant. Yeah, so there's it, bliss, bliss body. Okay, Ananda, the most um, all-knowing, the all-knowing body that we that we have so you can consider your Russian doll's body as that physical is the most outer and then you go in 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 or you can consider it the other way around that your physical body is the most small the smallest and then you have your breath body your mano- then your mind and emotions then your witness and then your bliss and you can consider it like you guys were saying talking about our auras <laughs> so that could be you could be considering that that you're this is the smallest most um, primal layer and then everything else is like a higher level so you can consider it whichever way you want to picture it imagine it okay and so in these five koshas in these five layers of our being we we have in Swasta Yoga created different practices to speak right, directly into each one of your five layers, each one of our five layers, as humans, as human beings. And so, the food or the physical body, Annamaya Kosha, this is the food, this, the food that you do that you eat here. That, that has been very specifically created by yours truly. <laughs> Very, um, you know, what is the com- combination? What is, what, what day is are you eating it? <laughs> um, you know, how it's being digested. The, di- the ginger tea after a meal. So, like, definitely, you know, is it going to help, or does it? Do you need it anymore? You know, you can. And normally, it helps when people first arrive, when first travel here, because that our vata is high. So when vata is high, ginger tea can be very grounding, and can. We don't want you know, day seven and be like, oh, I haven't gone to the bathroom yet. Uh, that's happened in training. Yeah. Yes, and so this has been a very you know, this is like trial and error. It's like. Mm-mm. It's not going to happen anymore. So we definitely need to uh, use the food to speak to where do we want you to be? We want you to be a place of ease, a place of coming back to balance, but experiencing all of it, experiencing all the discomfort, but being able to feel safe. And that's that's safety, right? Being able to poop and eat. (laughs) Those are basics, basic needs. And so you can feel um, good in that so the food is one that we do we what also speaks to physical body is the postures so we're breaking down postures and posture going okay very physical that's like okay the alignment This your foot is here your hips are here your shoulders head these are very physical based so you are Looking at it through that lens and you're speaking to your physical body, of course, the yoga asana practice the movement that we do all the movement that is happening in, in um, and soon to be some zumba classes in the afternoon another movement are you excited Does that excite you you'll teach it Oh you teach zumba oh we've had um we've had an offer from one of our our chef, our kitchen staff, our kitchen oh, team. Nice. He's like, I love dancing. Can oh I teach dancing? Oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll see what, uh, maybe, like, he called it Zumba. Maybe it's actually like like Zumba, <laughs> like real Zumba. I don't know. Or bachacha or I don't know what it is. Okay. But, but I'll keep it in mind, Dan. Um, and then massage. So massage, of course, we have massage opportunities here, but also you are technically giving yourself a self massage every day through yoga. yoga. That is an internal organ massage. You are massaging your internal organs. If you are tongue scraping, you are massaging your internal organs. If you are assisting someone and you're like guiding the, their muscles and, and guiding them in a way to feel more, that is a, a, massag- a form of massage. Okay, good. Uh, touch. And now we're going to talk about touch this afternoon. So, okay, what your relationship to touch. You had a, an experience of that this morning. So that speaks to your anamaya kosha, your physical body. Next is our breath body, breath body pranamaya kosha. So I s- use the word pranicize. I used it just I think only once. I used to use it a lot. Okay, on your break, go pranicize. Okay? Take your shoes off. Go walk in the well there's not too much grass. There's grass over there. But walk in the dirt, even walk in the in the uh, you pranicized yesterday. On the beach and in the sand, and that's like you know, pulling in nature to for life force. Where can you ah, regenerate your prana with what? With good food, with alive food, with all of the the air, the the fresh air, the um, your break, you're resting, right? So are you needing to rest? Are you needing to drink more water? Where do you need to bring some more prana into your body? And of course. Kriyas, that's the biggest prana we're doing. So breath movement, thats we're constantly moving breath, we're refreshing, renewing, regenerating your old stagnant breath that's inside your body, and we're bringing in new prana, new air. Mudras are a way to move prana. So today's mudra, okay, so as mudras are formed in your hands, Ayurveda has a very specific way of seeing each finger as the five elements. And so as you start moving your fingers together in certain ways, you are creating more prana. You are moving prana. So just like the doshas, so air and space, air and space, if those two things come together, what do you have? Vata. Vata. So in a mudra, air and space will get you, more alive, prana-sized, prana mudra, prana mudra, okay? If you are putting fire and water together, you're going to be more fiery, right? So the way you move your hands, fire and water together. And so by putting your, and then earth and Yeah, it's like grounding, it's like, okay, or this way. So you're pulling the air and space down, and so you're grounding. And so the way you're moving your fingers and how it's changing, yoga in your hands, mudras in your hands, is a way to move prana, almost like control it in a way that you are able to increase it or decrease it or move it to a certain part of your body. Okay? Chakras, we talked about those yesterday, and it's not chakras, (laughs) okay? We're going to look at your chakras and hold space for you. (laughs) It's chakra, okay? Chakra. 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 Chakra means wheel, literally means wheel. So it is the spinning hub of energy, the wheel of energy. And so you use prana, breath, to... Spin the wheels. Spin your wheels, literally. And I have said it, I yelled it a couple times, I think, maybe, in your Kriya practice. This one. This is like the engine. You're starting your engine. And you're spinning your wheel at this point. Then you spin. your, Then it's moving it. Now you've got movement and momentum. Okay uh mano maya kosha mind and emotions mind and emotions we are obviously where you are definitely getting some mental exercise and some heart exercise meaning you know to your heart Uh, we use music sometimes for that uh, that really evokes the limbic system the memories it triggers even this breath like or huh Whatever sounds are being made can trigger memories, can trigger emotions. Because maybe it's a familiar sound or it's a sound that, and it may not be comfortable. It may not be comfortable. And those triggers are going to evoke some kind of emotion inside of you. Those sounds, that's what limbic system is. Even a smell. So it's like a limbic system is odors, smells, sounds. Oh, I remember this song. It was playing when I was, uh, you know, whatever. The, and that's limbic system. So this is triggering of your emotions. And if you may not even understand it. Often you don't. It's just more like, like that's why crying the, during the Kriyas is like something, because there's a sound. Something is triggered. Something is evoked inside you. OK and the yamas and niyamas, so yamas and niyamas, we don't teach them like that in this teacher training. You can Google the yamas and niyamas and you will get all the exactly all of them as they are. You can read what they are, you can, but what we are getting through your embodiment of your human development work, your embodiment watching, looking, mapping your own cycle of dis-ease your pattern that gets you stuck in this loop of not feeling at ease, that is you are, and, and also being together today in c- connection, noticing how your reactions were. Okay? One of the yamas is like um, non harming, right? So non harming, non violence. One of them is cleanliness, for example. One of them is. Um, uh, uh, how you speak, how you sp- speak to yourself, how you speak-, speak to others and how you speak to the words you use. So the yamas and niyamas, you're living them every single day. How do you place your shoes on the shelf going in the studio or not? <laughs> Cleanliness, right? How do you um, feel when you're, I don't know, in a yoga class? when you're touching someone, when you are, so all these things, like the, what do you say when you, what do you think when so- something happens? Everything that's happening all the time. What are you, uh, at your, ta- at the, at the dinner table or dinner table, do you, what are, what's your practice? Do you eat mindfully or do you just kind of like grab whatever is in front of you and Shove it in your face, you know? Do you have com- so it's like what, what is your practice, your daily practices, your yamas and niyamas? And so it's something to just to think about. Vijnana mayakosha is the wisdom body, and that is where um, I'll just say the word pratyahara. So pratyahara here means um, closing off the senses. So that's why closing your eyes is so. Uh, key. So we close our eyes during kriyas, some of them. We close our eyes, your eyes during meditation. Um, you close off your senses. So today was listen, he asked Kevin asked you to open your ears and listen to the environment around you. And where can you pratyahara? Close off your senses, meaning your outer ears, but what that and your outer eyes. But what that allows for is you to open up your inner eyes, your inner ears, your inner senses. So closing off your outer senses and opening up your inner senses. And that is going to create the sensitization that we were talking about. So we've been desensitized. We are sensitizing you. This is the work. This week is last week. You're going to get to a place where you're going to be very, very sensitized. You're going to feel so almost raw to that point where you're like, whoa. And you will see the world with, hopefully, new eyes. New, you will hear it with new ears. You will taste it with new taste buds. Okay, so that's where we're getting. That's where we're going. Um, Self reflection obviously is part of the wisdom body and discernment. I don't know if that's spelt right. I think it's not. Is it spelt right? There's an additional e between the Yeah, and the right. Cross it out. Okay, discernment. So does this serve me? What is this here for me for? Why is this here for me? What, is, what do I need? You know, what do I need? Getting to know what you need and wh- how can I fulfill that need? I'm, so being very mindful. I love what you said this morning, Julia. It's like, I'm gonna think before I speak a little bit more and that's discernment. That is beautiful. That is like the practice of discernment. Okay, what am and, and I like to go like a little bit further, one step further. And before I speak, and I don't always do this, obviously, but in my practice, I, this is something I've learned, wanting to, looking to cultivate. And definitely as a teacher, I have uh, worked on this. And so I start way low. And, you know, the space below your belly button when you were doing the kriyas, right? The the kapalabhati, the breath of fire. This space. So I think about what I'm going to say and I was like, is what I'm going to say true? Because what lives here is truth. So is what I'm going to say true? Is it actually true or is it just a bunch of garbage? Or is it a lie? Or is it a pretense? Or is it, am I saying it to... Save myself, or am I saving it to protect myself? Is it true? That's the question. And then if it passes that gate, okay, then it moves up. Yes, it's true. So then it comes to my heart. Now, all <laughs> right, this is where the emotions live my chest, my heart. Is what I'm going to say going to contribute to someone or something? Is it going to contribute? Meaning, it may be the most difficult thing I'm ever going to say but will it contribute to this person and ha- support them? Is it feedback that will support? It may not be positive, positive feedback, but it will contribute and it may have a positive contribution to that. Yes or no. If it's not gonna be contribute, if it's not gonna contribute, if it's going to damage, if it's gonna cause more damage, it doesn't pass the gate. But if it contributes, it passes the gate. So the gate opens next to my throat chakra. Okay, so, ah, 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 last kriya, is what I'm about to say, so is it, does it, is it true, does it contribute, and is it necessary, is it necessary, and in this moment, is it timely, like I have a lot to say, and some it passes the gate, yes, it's true, yes, it will contribute, and I want to say it, but it may not be the right time or it may not be the right moment, and it's necessary, but I'm going to, and maybe like today, I don't wanna say this, I don't wanna say this, but I'm gonna say this, right? It is necessary for me to say it, so it came out, and that, you know, we're, we're better off for it because you contributed and you were able to express. And so those three gates, that's what I like to consider a lot of discernment, and that is, I mean, that's a practice all in itself. And so you could be not saying some things for a long time. If it doesn't pass the gates, then maybe it doesn't need to be said. Okay. Anandamaya Kosha is the last bliss body, is the last body. And it is being directly spoken to, directly cultivated, I guess you can say. We are cultivating our bliss body through mantra, chanting. Vakratunda, okay. Om even just om. Aum. You know, it's a, it's it's like this this speaking to your bliss body, your feeling body, your more than feeling. It's like the the nirvana. You're giving yourself this state of nirvana. Nirvignham Kurumedeva. Meditation speaks to your bliss body and yoga nidra. So yoga nidra we don't do in this um in this human journey, Um, but it is definitely, we dive very deeply into the therapeutic program in the therapeutic therapeutic Ayurveda yoga specialist program, but in this human journey, um, you know, you could give yourself a small yoga nidra and you can consider Shavasana, it's not a yoga nidra. It's more of a guided relaxation, but you could potentially even give yourself a little yoga nidra at, you know, we we'll see if we have time. Maybe we, we might have time. It's hard to say. It's this this program is packed, chock full. Every minute is like something. I had to fight for these 30 minutes of Ayurveda. By the way, we didn't have these at the beginning. I'm like I have more to say. <laughs> He's like I don't we don't have time. Where I'm like yes we do, and I feel like it's very important. So. So this is it. These are the bodies. These are your five bodies, your five koshas, your five levels. This is why we are doing what we're doing. We're going to pull it all apart. You're going to see everything behind the scenes, and then you're going to start to pull it all back together and make it yours. Okay, because the teaching, I I said earlier, your students do not want the sequence, the language, the specific, the perfect cues, everything that we're doing in Posture Clinic, everything that Bianca said, everything Serena said, everything Kevin said, we don't, they don't want that, they don't want us, they want you. So you bring you to your, with all the tools that you have, then it's just, it's your practice. You are bringing your practice to your teaching. What are you practicing? That's what you're bringing. Okay, so if you're practicing, as you saw at the beginning, one, one domain, if you're only in your one domain, if you're only in your physical domain, or if you've only been in your cognitive domain, if you've only been in your emotional domain thus far, that's what you've been practicing. That's what you've been teaching people. And now you have more breadth and more depth to you, breadth and depth. And so now as this more holistic version of yourself, a broader version of yourself, a more a deeper version of yourself, you're able to offer more. But still is you are being you. Okay? Okay. That's it.